What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Hi, guys. If you wonder where I have been uh, this week while I was waiting for a very important interview to drop, and boy, did it not disappoint. So I'm going to jump right into it because today we're going to talk about everything that Penny Droso said or had to say Um on Kim's Patreon, you know, recently she was um, on Kim's Kim D's podcast, and um, I have to say, she did not hold back. And there's a few revelations. Um, there's a few things that I am looking forward to address as well because I find that there's a few things that are a little inconsistent in in some of the things that she has said during that interview as opposed to what she had said before. So I'm definitely going to bring um, those elements or aspects up. But um, for, the, for the most part, guys, I'm going to say that whatever Penny had to say, it did not favor Teresa. So for all of the tree huggers out there, all of the Teresa, um, you know, diehard fans, do not get upset. Um... I'm just going to basically talk about what Penny said. You know, that's what she said. So I'm repeating what she said and I'm going to comment on it. So let's jump right in, guys. Okay, so before we jump right into it, um, I just wanted to remind you of the character here. We're talking about Johnny the Greek, who is Penny Droso's late husband. Uh, he died in 2016. So before we start talking about everything that took place uh, back season four and five, um, let's just pay Johnny the Greek a little tribute. I'm going to miss him. I saw him at the hospital and I was, I was crying. A massive heart attack has taken the life of John Kara Georges on Saturday, June 4th. It was a fixture of legendary Ruts Hut in Clifton, home of the deep fried hot dog called The Ripper. But you may remember him a little better from his time on The Real Housewives of New Jersey as Johnny the Greek. Now, his wife Penny took to Facebook to post about his passing and changed her profile picture to one from their wedding day. Short part of that is my heart is broken and my world is shattered. Though Johnny wasn't a regular on the popular TV series, every time he made it on the screen, it was pretty memorable. The same can be said for his off-screen life. I spoke to George, who actually is a co-owner, and he's known Johnny since the day he was born uh, 42 years ago. I'm going to have him out of my heart. Thank you very much for you, because you gave me the opportunity to express my sympathy. I feel, I feel very sorry. I was told that he was actually at work that day, and he told everybody he was hopping out to the grocery store, and he never came back. 42. He's young. Was there any history? Was there something, I mean, was there something leading up to this? You know, I asked that exact question, and uh, this, this is such a tragedy because this was not something that anybody saw coming. He was in fairly good health, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it was just a shock, complete shock to everybody here. What was the mood of the customers? Not many people were talking. They came up, they ordered what they wanted to eat, they kind of sat, had their heads down, and, and, and ate. It's usually a chatty environment, from what I hear, and... 
there was not much chatter going on today. Uh, everybody just wanted to come and pay their respects. There's actually some flowers left outside right there uh, from some customers that came by earlier. But, you know, a ton of cars in and out of here. Their famous, uh, their famous item is the Ripper. First three letters are R.I.P. And uh, may, may Johnny, the Greek, rest in peace. Okay, so I have to say that um, when I saw Penny on Kim D's podcast, she looked pretty good. You know, she looked exactly the same as the last time we actually saw her on the show around, I think it was season five. So she still has a very, like her very long blonde hair and um, her face does not look like she has aged a bit. So I would have to say that Penny looked very good. Um, so then Kim D starts with the interview and they go right into it, guys. It's like, they don't even skip a beat. It's not even like, Oh, how are you? What have you been up to? How is life after this or after that or after the show? They just go right into it. So I'm just going to jump right into it too, guys. So Kim D says to Penny, Penny, can you tell us, um, how did you and your husband, John, came to like came on the show right um so then penny says to kim d that they were approached by bravo because of john but then penny doesn't really explain how john got approached or if john approached bravo like she does not explain that situation she just says that bravo came to her because of john and then she appears to be a bit unclear as to how Bravo knew of John. And um, if I had to, like, if I had to take an educated guess, I would say that there's something there because I felt her to be just a little hesitant about that tiny little detail. Could be just me. I could be reading it all wrong. But, you know, she was kind of just being unclear about it. So I just thought I would say that. And that right there tells me that there's probably a little bit more to the story when it comes to maybe production or maybe Teresa. But I just thought that I would say that to you guys because she said um, Bravo came to her because of John, but she does not necessarily explain how Bravo knew of John. So I thought that that was interesting, but nevertheless. So then she said that Bravo slash production wanted the rumors surrounding Melissa Gorga to come out. Like they wanted that to come to light, apparently. So according to Penny. So they asked Penny to reveal um, the rumors about like the whole stripper thing, right? So they wanted Penny and Johnny the Greek to talk about that on camera, according to what Penny said. So then... Penny says that she did not have like a relationship with Teresa Judice, but John did. So she says she did not know Teresa, but Johnny the Greek did. Um, and, you know, I would say that that is factual because we saw pictures of Johnny the Greek and Teresa even before they were filmed or appeared on Housewives uh, doing some gigs together. And there's even that Neo Cafe or Cafe Neo. I can't remember, you know, if it's one or the other. But apparently there was some, like he gave her a gig when it came to that because I think it's like related to his family or people that he know. So, you know, Teresa knew of Johnny the Greek before. And Cafe Neo is featured on the show as well. 
on season five at the very beginning. I think I talked about that before, guys. Uh, Kim D and Teresa were sitting inside of the cafe and then um, Teresa received a phone call by um, her friend, Linda. And Linda basically said to Teresa at that time that Kathy and Melissa and Jacqueline were all working out at the gym the gym that Teresa always goes to, right? So that whole scene took place at Neo Cafe slash Cafe Neo, I can't remember. So um, then Penny, <laughs> Penny revealed what a lot of us already knew during that interview. So she says that Teresa, because she had a relationship with Johnny the Greek, her husband, Penny's husband, she reached out to him and somehow, some way, she was informed, probably by production, that um, John and Penny were going to be um, talking about or reveal the whole stripper thing, stripper gate thing, right? So Teresa, according to Penny, said to Johnny the Greek that no matter what they do, that no matter what they say, that no matter what takes place, that they cannot say that it came from her, from Teresa. So basically Teresa is like forewarning them that no matter what happens, you cannot mention my name. You cannot say that I am at the center of this. And then Kim D says, I did not know this. She said, I did not know this. She says, I knew about the whole setup. You know, I had a lot to do with the, the whole setup. That's what Kim says. But she said to Penny on her podcast that she did not know that Teresa had already had a conversation with them and said, you cannot mention my name. You cannot say that I'm involved in all of this. You have to keep me out of it, even though I know. So Kim D actually says that she felt like she feels a little duped by the whole situation. I don't know if she's feeling duped um, by Teresa. I don't know if she's feeling duped by production, but she did say on her podcast that she felt duped. So just thought I would let you guys know that. So, so then production and, you know, the cast, I guess, like Penny and Johnny the Greek, they make arrangements to set a meeting up at Penny's hair salon. I'm not sure if it's the same hair salon that she has right now, but the hair salon that was featured on the show um, was supposed to be the place to have the meeting at the time. So Penny, she did not want to be the one to reveal um, the rumors about Melissa um, on camera for the first time. She did not want to be that person to do that because she felt like she didn't have enough credibility because she's like, I never, like, who am I? You know, like pe people don't know me. I'm not a cast member. I've never worked with her. She didn't want to be the one to say that because she felt like she would probably have to deal with the public backlash. So instead, what she decided to do was to bring Angelo because Angelo 
Uh, it was confirmed that he was, you know, in, in fact, the manager at Lookers, that strip place or gentleman's club, whatever, like years ago. So I guess when production, they do their uh, little back check, uh, it checked out, right, that he was actually uh, an employee there and even ran the place or something like that. So she decides that, you know what, it's probably better if we bring Angelo um, at the hair salon instead because he did work at Lookers and Angelo happens to be related to her husband, Johnny the Greek. So she was able to just call him and just say, hey, come, we're doing this whole setup and we want you there and you're probably gonna be the one um, talking about this on camera, right? So then Penny says that she was there like the day where we see, when we see Kim D and Teresa arrive at the salon and you know, the salon that Teresa never goes to. Um, so she was there, she was present, she was downstairs with Angelo and they were talking, they were like chit-chatting and probably talking about how everything is going to go down and you know what he needs to do and that kind of stuff right so then kim d was greeted by johnny the greek uh kim d and Teresa. they were greeted by johnny the greek and he said okay make your way up upstairs blah 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 we'll give you guys champagne we'll do your hair your makeup whatever right so then eventually um production according to penny because she was there downstairs still with angelo approached angelo and said to him you got to get mic'd uh you're going to make yourself you're, you're going to make your way upstairs to join the ladies and you also need to instruct and tell teresa what you know about melissa and how you know her so then angelo is just like okay you know i'm just gonna do that and then he gets mic'd and he goes upstairs and then he does that whole creepy thing like i know your sister-in-law that kind of thing right so kim d asked um penny at that point did Teresa know like did she know that he was gonna do that and then penny said Yes, she did. She did not even hesitate, guys. She said, of course she did. She knew the whole thing. She knew because she had had a private um, conversation with Johnny the Greek, Penny's husband, and Johnny filled her in on everything and said, okay, we're gonna have Angelo there, we're gonna have the ex-manager, this is what's gonna take place, and he's gonna be the one doing this and that and the other. So then Kim D's jaw dropped. She was shocked. She was in shock during that interview. Like I have to say, she was just like, what? I did not know that. Like that's another thing that Kim D did not know. Um, she did not know that Teresa already knew that Angelo was going to do that. And I have to say, guys, if I have to give you my opinion on that, I would say that that scene... <sighs> You can clearly tell that Teresa is guilty. Like if you look at that scene, um, the acting is not very, very good in that scene. It's like Kim D is having fun. Kim D wants to hear more, right? But then again, Kim D is not denying that she knew that this was going to happen, right? But Teresa is like acting like, I don't want to hear it. I'm uncomfortable. This is my sister-in-law. And then she gets up, goes hide in the washroom. And she's just like, really like, oh my gosh, my heart is beating 500. I don't like when people talk about my sister-in-law. And I have to say that back then, guys, 
I was a Teresa fan, right? So I remember watching it years and years ago. And I remember having, you know, when you have that feeling in your stomach, but you really, really like a person, you really like a character and you don't want it to be true. So you end up lying to yourself and you're like, no, she could have not known this. Like you don't want it to be true because you're like, this is so dirty. It's dirty on a different level. You don't want it to be true. So it's like, I think that, you know, words have power and you can convince your mind that no, Teresa did not know. That's the stance that I took back then. I felt that it's impossible. Why would she do that to her own brother and sister-in-law? I just thought it was just so dirty that even I did not want to believe it back then. But I have to say that I did have that feeling in my stomach. And I was just like, oh my gosh, Teresa knew. Teresa knew. You know when, you know when someone lies, you could tell? But sometimes you can convince your brain that this person is telling the truth. I was like kind of like playing those tricks on myself because I didn't want the I didn't want that to be true. I didn't think that Teresa could do something like that, right? So anyways, but it's really messed up because I even remember back then my husband was telling me, "How can you not see it?" He was just like, "How can you not see it? She's guilty. She's lying. There's no way, right?" And I was just like, "No, you know, no. I like Teresa. I don't want to believe it, but there it is, guys. Penny dropped the bombshell today, and she said that she knew everything. I remember that Kim D had said that years later. She said that Teresa knew everything." But um, it seems like Kim D did not know how much Teresa actually knew, right? Because even during the, her interview with Penny, she was saying, she, I was not aware that she had had those private conversations with John. And she already knew prior to us arriving to the salon that Angelo would be the one doing this. But yet she acted super surprised, right? So, you know, guys, I feel like we have talked a lot about that whole dancer thing, stripper thing. And you know what my opinion is when it comes to that. It's like, you know, I have no way of saying, is it true? It's not true. I feel like there's a lot of people that have come out of the woodworks to say or to accuse Melissa of doing these things, but none of them have been able to actually prove that she was, right? And uh, at the end of the day, you know, just because a person says it or another person says it, it doesn't make it true. And that's even um, for, for Penny, right? Even for Penny, that's even like the case for Penny. Just because Penny says that Teresa knew, that's not necessarily the proof right there, right? However, I have to say that because of Teresa's um, body language at the time because of the way that she reacted and because, you know, even Kim D, um, she protected her at the time at the reunion when she was sitting down and then everybody was asking her, did she know, did she not know? She was protecting her. You could tell that Kim D was holding back. And even Joe Gorga said, you know what? I don't know what you have against us, Kim, but you are doing someone's dirty work. And then she goes quiet. And you can almost, it's almost like I feel like Kim D admitted it back then without admitting it. So when it comes to that whole thing with Teresa, because in my gut, years ago, I felt like she had something to do with it. Although I was lying to myself. But 
her behavior is so consistent with what Penny is saying. She did know. So when it comes to the whole stripper thing, I don't really care if Melissa was or wasn't. Uh, and people need to stop saying, oh, you know, it's okay. She needs to admit it because, you know, what's the big deal? What's that? You know, there's tons of reasons why she, if it was true that she wouldn't want to admit to something like that, because, you know, I don't know, like she's on a reality show. She has a daughter, she has children. And for those of you who like to say, who cares? Well, just just go back to that season where Danielle came back and asked Teresa to apologize to her daughter, to uh, Jillian for saying, you know, that filthy name, like, you know, like prostitution whore and flipping the table. Um, if you guys remember, Jillian was so affected by it. And she said that they had to move out of the neighborhood because there was like an incident that took place at the school where a kid just said, like, he just put his like pants down and said to her, why don't you do what your mom used to do or something like that. Right. So when people say, oh, just talk about it, admit to it. It's no big deal. It's like, yes, it is a big deal because it's not just you anymore. I understand those people are on a reality TV show, but it's going to trickle down to the, the children. That's the reason why I feel like if it was true or if there was any truth to it or if there was any validity to it, that that's the reason why people probably don't come forward and say those things, right? But I digress. So for me, I feel like it's not even like relevant anymore to talk about the whole stripper thing. But the question that I have and what seems to be something that people never talk about is how do you have a sister-in-law that is willing to plot, to scheme, to connive and say on national TV or have people say on national TV that you are this woman or this is who you used to be, right? And guys, spare me the, oh, well, they're on a, she's on a reality show. Melissa's on a reality show. So, you know, everything's going to come out anyways. I know that. That's expected. But why does your sister-in-law have to be the one to bring it out? You know, I, I have to say, guys, when Caroline said to Teresa, you love no one, no one, no one. You just love yourself. I have to say, in that instance, Caroline has proven that to be true. Because how can a person love you? You know, Teresa can look at her brother, look at Melissa and say, I love you guys. Do you understand? You are my family. I would never do this to you. I was surprised. I had no idea. Like this person can come and lie to you about something so significant. And meanwhile, they were like orchestrating it. They had everything to do with it. It's kind of, I don't know. It's a hard pill to swallow. I don't even know how those guys were able to move forward after that, you know? And it's like, if Teresa didn't like her brother or if she didn't like Melissa, she should have liked her nieces and nephew more to not be complicit in a plan like this one. You know, I could already see where this is going because I'm in the comments and I see people putting things like, oh, what I'm hearing is that production set up the whole thing and that Teresa had no knowledge of this. And of course, that's expected because it's very hard for 
the um, tree stumps, right? Um, tree stumps are very different from just like Teresa diehard fans. I don't have a problem with like the ones that just want to support her, love her, hug her. That's fine. She can be your favorite. There's no problem here. The problem that I have is that there's some people you just can't reason with. And at this point, Penny is coming out of the woodworks and saying, Teresa knew everything which that we've known for years because Kim D did a lot of interviews after the reunion and after her falling out with Teresa. And she said that Teresa knew everything, right? She lied for her to protect her at the time because she was her friend, but that Teresa knew. But now Penny is even like dropping some bombshells during that interview with Kim D that Kim D had no knowledge of. That's what she's saying. She said, I did not know that Teresa had had um, prior conversations with John in setting, in setting up like the whole thing, right? Like she did not know that Teresa knew at the time um, that Angelo would show up at the hair salon. So although Teresa acted surprised and all of that, she Kim thought that Teresa did not know, but uh, it turns out that Teresa did know. So, you know, I know that people are going to go out there and try to construct this narrative that it's all production and that Teresa is just like this uh, deer in a headlight and all of that. But it's like, guys, it's kind of gross, really. You know, it's like at this point, Penny is saying what Teresa's involvement was in the matter and i'm not saying that just because penny is saying it we should believe her that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that if you go back and watch the episode and guys you have to remember for those because i know people are going to come and say oh you don't like Teresa, so you say that i did like Teresa back then she was my favorite back back then okay like especially around like season three season four Teresa was still my favorite back then so I myself can understand why people don't want that to be true because it's gross. It's like it proves that you hated your sister-in-law so much that you were willing to expose her to the world to, you know, to be a stripper and all of that. And then people will say, well, you know, I've already said that already, but people will say Melissa's on a t reality TV show like those rumors are going to come to light anyways which is true but you know Teresa had something to do with it and I know that for Teresa some of Teresa's fans this is like really difficult to accept people don't want that to be true right the fans don't want that to be true at least I know I didn't want that to be true back then because it's dirty it's very shitty it's very yucky. It's like, what kind of dark heart do you have? You know, like in what kind of dark place are you in for you to feel like you want to do something so dark to your own brother, to your own family and sister-in-law? It's pretty twisted, right? So I understand why people want to defend her and say it's production. But what Penny said during that interview is that production had something to do with it, but Teresa knew. She knew. And she was saying, you can never mention my name. You can never say that I have anything to do with that. But she was in conversation with Penny and John about the whole thing. 
So Teresa cannot play dumb when it comes to that, right? You know how she likes to say, admit it, admit it, admit it. Admit how you came on the show uh, behind my back without telling me. I think at this point, <laughs> uh, coming on a show behind your back does not rank on the same uh, scale, you know, than your sister-in-law trying to set you up to be a stripper on national TV. I'm sorry, it's not the same, right? And I hope that, you know, when Kim D is confronted by her fans and that they're saying, oh, it's just production. I hope that Kim D says, no, actually it's Teresa too, because that's what Penny said. That's the truth. We cannot forget that. Penny said it out of her mouth that Teresa knew everything and was also orchestrating all of that stuff behind the scenes, right? So I hope when the fandom comes under Kim's comments, because I'm seeing some of them. I hope Kim says, yes, Penny did say that production had something to do with it. But, she, you know, she also said that Teresa had a lot to do with it as well. So make sure <laughs> you put out that narrative out there as well. Because, you know, otherwise, what's the point of having that interview? That's what she said, guys. Don't get mad at me. You know, talk to Penny if you don't like it. But that's what Penny said. And I'm just telling you what was said. So you don't fall for the fake narrative out there. And just to uh, say another thing when it comes to Teresa and behind the scenes, I talked about that a long time ago. You know, when Amber came back um, and did that podcast with the cousins, the cousins were, well, one of them in particular, not necessarily the other, but one of them was saying, oh, you know, uh, I feel like Melissa is like underhanded and inauthentic and Teresa is very authentic and she doesn't like fake it like that. Ember said, I agree with what you're saying when it comes to Melissa, but I don't agree with what you're saying when it comes to Teresa because Teresa plays a lot behind the scenes. She's underhanded. I have proof. Uh, her and production or in cahoots and um you know she said some things there and then you know the the host of that podcast because she favors Teresa she didn't address it and I'm not saying that she should have I'm just saying that she just kind of like pretended almost as, as if she did not hear what Amber said and just went to the next question right and at the end of the day guys you you do whatever you want you know you're allowed to like Teresa you are allowed to like Melissa, you like whoever you want. But at the end of the day, if you can never admit when a person is wrong, then you're not a person that I can trust. Like, I don't trust your judgment. I don't, I don't mean to be um, mean here or insulting anyone, but I do not trust the people that can never admit that someone is wrong. Because that means that those people can never admit when they are wrong. And that's not normal. I do not trust people like that. So it's like, yeah, you can come in the comments and just like say that I'm a Teresa hater. Go ahead. But at the end of the day, if you can, if what you're getting out of this interview with Penny is that Teresa had no involvement whatsoever in the whole stripper gate debacle, then you're not understanding this right. Because that's exactly what Penny said. And that's what I'm saying right now. And I'm sticking by it. So then the ladies go on to talk about the whole thing, you know, what took place at the posh fashion show 
at that point, guys, we're talking about season four. So Kim D, she gives a little bit of insight and she says to Penny that she thinks that Melissa Gorga texted Joe under the table because um, I guess Melissa had caught a glimpse of Johnny, uh, not Johnny, of Angelo in uh, the backgrounds. And then I've read somewhere, I can't remember where, but I've read some, somewhere that... Um, you know, the posh fashion show season four was advertised everywhere. A lot of people came. Um, it said that the housewives would be filming at San Cubano and all of that. So a lot of people bought the tickets. And apparently, according to the rumor, a lot of people from um, the past that had been friendly with certain cast members decided to show up at the posh fashion show as well. Right. So, uh, when Kim D says this whole thing about Melissa recognizing a few people, uh, in the crowd, like people that, you know, she was no longer on speaking terms with at the fashion show, I've read that somewhere as well. So I just thought that I would say that as well. And, um, I do have a question for Penny, though, because, you know, the, she's talking about the whole thing at San Cubano. And I've asked this, questions bef this question before in one of my uh, previous episodes. But, you know, Jacqueline was also texting somebody under the, under the table. And then it came out at the reunion um, that Jacqueline said she was texting a friend of Teresa, someone that was very close to Teresa. That's what Jacqueline said. So I'm just wondering if Penny or Kim D knows, because um, I've asked the question before and I would really like to have that answered. Who was the person that Jacqueline was texting underneath the table? Uh, that was a friend of Teresa. Some people have said that it was that producer, Kat Rodriguez, but I don't think that it was her because I don't believe she was friends with Teresa. I believe that Kat was friendly with Joe and Melissa. So anyways, I would really like to know who that friend was. But anyways, so Kendi says she did not know that Teresa knew at the time that was her truth. That's what she says um, during that interview with Penny. She says, you know, back then I took the, the, um, the blame and I said that Teresa knew nothing, that I set up everything, that I knew everything, that I had it out for Melissa. And that was my truth at the time. That's what Kim D, D said in her podcast. But I have to say, I'm a little confused by this, Kim. And please just, if you can clarify this at some point in time, you say that that was your truth and that you're kind of sticking by it, but we have heard you say before that Teresa knew, like you, you, like on your previous podcast with David, you have said multiple times that Teresa knew the whole thing and that you were protecting her. And there was another podcast with, with this other girl with uh, black hair. I can't remember her name, but anyways, you said that very clearly. You said Teresa knew everything. I lied for her. And, but she knew. So I'm just a little confused by that. Maybe there's something I'm not understanding, but whenever you have a chance, if you could clarify that, did Teresa know? Yes or no. Or did you know that Teresa know, knew the whole thing? So anyways, they go on about Bulldog. They start talking about him. I'm not going to make a big deal about that. I've already addressed the whole rumor about Bulldog in a previous episode. And then they start mentioning Jan, uh, Melissa's friend. For those of you who don't remember, you know, the girl with the red hair at the time. Her hair is not red anymore, but 
she had red hair and she was the owner of like a salon i can't remember which salon but at some point in time you know we see jan and penny and jennifer dalton uh and kim d and Teresa eating at a restaurant together and that's when jan says that you know those rumors about bulldog and all of that right so anyways one thing that i found um interesting is that Kim D said during the interview that Jen likes to flip-flop a little bit when it comes to that whole story uh with what she said at the restaurant because you know Jen likes to make it seem like oh it's all editing you know they edited what I said I never said that yada 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 but I I have to agree with Kim I find that that story is a little wishy-washy because why else were you at the restaurant with Kim D and Teresa and Jennifer Dalton and Penny, if it wasn't to say something negative about your friend, Melissa, right? So when Jan is like playing like, oh, I never said that, I would have never said that, I find that a little hard to believe. So anyway, so then they start talking about um, the whole posh fashion show. And um, Penny said that she was approached by production um, at the posh fashion show. So we're again, guys, we're at season four to approach Teresa. So season four, if you guys pay attention in the background, you can see Penny, you can see her long hair. We like, she doesn't come on camera to say anything on season four, but she was there at the posh fashion show. So production is trying to convince Penny to approach Teresa and say to Teresa, Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I heard what happened, um, you know, to your sister-in-law or what was said about your sister-in-law, something around those lines, right? But then Penny, she was not dumb. And she said to production, no, I cannot do this because this whole thing happened at my hair salon, right? We're talking about Kim D and Teresa having champagne, doing their hair and makeup. That was at Penny's hair salon when Angelo came and said, I know about your sister-in-law, right? So that's why Penny was like, no, I'm not going to go to the table at the posh fashion show to approach Teresa and say, I heard or, you know, I'm sorry about this thing about your sister-in-law, right? So then production was just like, okay, she's not going to do it. So they had to redirect. And the person who actually ends up doing this is Kim D. And if you guys recall, um, after Teresa and Melissa had their little thing in the washroom where Teresa says, oh, my heart, you know, it beats 500. And there was this guy, this bald guy. He said this about you and that and the other. And then Melissa says, oh, I'm going to call your brother because you shouldn't be entertaining this rumor. Then Teresa gets mad. She leaves the washroom right? Then she starts looking for Angelo everywhere. And she's like, where's the bald guy? Where's the bald guy? Where's the bald guy? And then Kim D's like, oh, he left because nobody liked him. And then Teresa's like, oh, how come nobody likes him? Like nobody knows who he is, right? So anyways, Teresa goes back to the table, sits down, tells Kathy Wakili a few things about, you know, Melissa's kind of upset, blah, 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 but she doesn't tell her why right? She just says, there's this guy who said something about her and now the guy left. It's a good thing, right? But she's kind of mad at me, whatever, whatever. But she never tells Kathy the rumor, you know, in itself. 
So then Melissa returned to the table and then Kim D approaches the table and she's just like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe what just happened. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know he was going to do that. Like, you know, she's like playing it kind of like I'm innocent. I didn't know like what happened. It's so, it's so messed up. Why did he just approach you to say that? And then Teresa kind of whispers to Kim D because at this point you can see that all of the ladies have like this quizzical look on their faces and they're kind of just like, uh, something ain't right. Like you're kind of overdoing it. Teresa's not acting normal. Jacqueline, Jacqueline was texting somebody already and Jacqueline knew that Melissa was getting set up. Um, and that Teresa was probably involved. Right. So when Kim D's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Teresa whispers to Kim, don't talk about it. Don't, don't, don't talk about it now. Like leave it alone kind of thing. Right. So now when Penny says this, that she was approached by production to be the one to do that instead of Kim D, I think that Teresa at that point had a feeling that, uh, things are not really looking good for me. Things are not looking good for me. I don't think I'm looking as innocent as I want people to believe. And Melissa is already kind of like, hmm, I think Mil Teresa might have something to do with it. Caroline and Jacqueline at that point, that season, they did not trust Teresa. Okay, guys, so now it's about to get really good. It gets better. Now we're about, now, now we're at season five, the finale. And, you know, everything happens at the Moxie hair salon. I think that Kim D had some sort of event there. I can't remember if it was her cuff line or something else. I can't remember what it was, but it was an event for Kim D, right? Or by Kim D. So anyways, production has Penny set to make an appearance at Moxie, which is fine. So they said, it's the finale, you know, you're going to make an appearance, yada, yada, yada. So then they also asked Penny to bring her husband, Johnny the Greek. At that point, Penny did not understand why production wanted Johnny to come because in her mind, she's like, why? He has not filmed this entire season. We have not even seen him. Not one time. Why should I bring my husband? If you guys remember the last time we saw Johnny the Greek was season four, right? Like at the, at the salon, at Penny's salon, that's where he was when, when he, um, you know, introduced Angelo or whatever. Right. So that was the last time that we saw of Johnny. So Penny was just like kind of being like she was pushing back and she said to production she didn't want to bring him. And I guess at that point, Johnny the Greek, like Penny's husband, said to Penny, oh, guess who came by the diner? Because as I said earlier, he owned a diner earlier this week. And then Penny's like, who? And he says, Joe Gorga and Rich Wakili came by at the diner and we had a conversation and basically um he said to penny that um joe and richie said listen your wife already admitted to everything like we saw her before and she said that my sister was behind it all so we kind of just need you to come at the finale and just like admit that as well on camera just say that Teresa was behind everything 
you know, it was already admitted by your wife anyways, right? So apparently those guys, they all had like a super friendly conversation. They ate at the diner. They spent some time with Johnny the Greek. Everything was cool. So there was no problems. Johnny was just like, okay, no, no worries, right? I do have to say that I did find that a little weird that Johnny would have not said anything to, to Penny prior to. Like, you know, husband and wife, like sometimes like it's like, I'm surprised that he didn't say to her knowing that she was filming for the show and that, you know, he was involved as well that hey you know who came by the diner today joe gorga and richie so i find it a little hard to believe but then i had to say to myself that sometimes husbands they are like that you know i think of my even my husband sometimes right something happens it doesn't tell me right away and then i find out later on it's like oh yeah this is what happens like so it's it's possible i have to say i have to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that Although it's weird that Johnny the Greek didn't tell Penny in the moment, guess who came by the restaurant today? I have to say that it happens sometimes that men, they do that. They just don't tell you, right? So anyways, but apparently it was a very friendly meeting. Everything was supposed to be settled at the Moxie Salon. And Johnny the Greek was just to come and admit that, you know, the rumors stem from Teresa sort of things like all of those things that were in the press like you know the house uh, the parents house this and that and the other was Teresa so they basically I'm not going to say that they made a pact but I guess they agreed with the plan that that's what was supposed to take place at the finale so then you know Penny was scheduled to appear at the finale and all of that, but they kept on delaying her arrival. It was like, oh, you're supposed to be there at 7, then 7.30, then 8 o'clock. And then Penny was just like, listen, if you keep on delaying delaying me, I'm just not going to go after all. And then they decided to say, okay, just come now. And then she came in and she was kind of like not attacked, but bombarded right away by Jacqueline Lorita. And then Jacqueline said, Oh, I need to talk to you because your husband has been tweeting stuff about my son and said that my son didn't have autism and all of that. And then that's when Penny said, oh, that's not true. That's a bunch of lies because, you know, I love uh, children that have autism. I thought autism. And, you know, I just have to give um, a little bit of context here, guys, for those of you who do not know. Because I know it's pretty funny. Penny said this. She said, I thought autism. And then, you know, it was meant to make her look like she's not very smart when she said this to Jacqueline. But I have to say, I have to give the woman some credit here. And for those of you who did not know this, Penny has a hair salon. And um, I guess kids are very close to her heart. And I've read this somewhere years ago. And... Um, Apparently, I think it's on Tuesdays. Anyways, uh, there's a certain day of the week where Penny would close her salon to, uh, the, you know, to everyone basically and would only open it from a certain time to a certain time um, for children with special needs, right? And um, basically, they just like she just wanted them to have that, that time at her salon and that extra care. Because, you know, they need, like some of them, like especially if you have children that have uh, autism, you know, things like, I don't know, like uh, 
hair dryer or you know blowers like things like that that make noise it could be a trigger for them so it's very important um, to have the right environment to support that so um, that's what she meant when she said I thought autism um, obviously she didn't teach autism but she was opening up her salon for children with special needs which you know in the grand scheme of things is a really nice thing to do if you think about it right um, that's like no matter how you feel about Penny <laughs> that's something that I wish was brought up during that podcast because that was not mentioned there uh, that's just a little bit of information that I'm giving you guys because I've read that years ago and I just thought that you know no matter who it is no matter which slide you are on it deserves to be said because you know she's doing something for the community so that's really nice so then Penny got really irritated and upset and she said to Jacqueline Johnny would never say that like he loves kids he loves kids and um, she even says during her interview with Kim D that that comment hurt her husband the most because he has a special thing for children um, and he loves children very much and, you know, seniors and all of that. So that cut him very deeply. And um, I just wanted to play a little recording for you guys of something that um, Johnny had said in the past when it comes to that comment. Here it is. I definitely feel for you because your name's been like basically put through the mud. Like your talk show hosts have been talking about you saying how like you, you can show the name Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams is talking out of her fucking ass. Come on, Wendy, you're the big shot. Why don't you show? Why don't you play or show where I said something negative about a child? Okay, why don't you remove the person's hand from your ass who's moving your lips and saying what you're what they're telling you to say? Okay, wow. I challenge you and anybody else, okay, Wendy Williams and any other talk show host, I don't care. I'm challenging you. Show me the tweets, show the footage of where I speak negatively about a child. I challenge you, okay, because at the end of the day, you all owe me a fucking apology. Because you all took part in slandering my name. You know what? I didn't call anybody fat. I didn't call anybody you know, uh, ugly or anything like that. You, you said, and they are saying that I spoke negatively about a child. They're disgusting. So that was basically a short uh, audio clip of Johnny the Creek um, doing an interview after, I guess, Wendy William had said something about him and his comments about the kids. So as you can hear, he was very aggravated and upset that these things were being said about him. So anyways... Um, so then the ladies, Penny and Kim D, they go on and on about what took place at the Moxie Salon. Um, they said that Johnny the Greek made his appearance and he was kind of just like not really understanding what was happening because um, he had a conversation with Joe Gorga and Richie and all was good, right? He was just supposed to kind of come in and just speak his little speak and just say, you know what? Everything came from your sister sort of thing, right? So he did not necessarily understand that at that point, Teresa was kind of just being very aggressive towards Penny and, you know, calling her all kinds of names. And then she kept on saying to Johnny, look at me, look at me, Johnny, look at me. Like, do I have anything to do with this and all of that? And at the same time, Johnny is probably feeling like, what is going on here? Because you have to remember, guys, he was kept 
he did not come at the same time as his wife into the salon, right? He was kept in the background. So Penny had to face everyone on her own first and then walked in Johnny the Greek, right? So Johnny's looking at Joe and he's just like, uh, what's going on? And then he's looking at Teresa or trying not to look at Teresa. And Penny says that she was telling him in Greek, um, for, for production not to understand, I guess, um, you got to say it now. You got to say where all of these rumors stem from, that it came from Teresa, because I already let the cat out of the bag. I already said it was her fault. And this is the thing, guys, that is very, very, very good that I need to share with you all that I did not know. According to Penny, the reason why she let the cat out of the bag and told Joe and Melissa that Teresa was behind it all is because, do you guys remember when Joe and Melissa had like, um, like a date night at a restaurant, I think it was at Chakra, and then um, Melissa turned around and she saw Penny sitting at the bar, and then she said to Joe, "Hey, that's that lady, you know, that lady that has been spreading the rumors about us." Blah blah blah. She's on her own. Maybe we should approach her and talk to her, you know, while she's not with Teresa kind of thing, right? Well, apparently that whole meeting was set up. I think we all knew this because it's like, really, are you really going to run into her like that? It's kind of like, it seemed a little stage, right? So anyways, um, Melissa and Joe approached Penny and then, you know, that conversation that we saw on camera in season five is very short on camera but according to what penny said to kim d it seemed like it lasted more than what we've seen on the show right and um their little encounter was much longer than what we saw and what we did not see according to penny is that um at first she was kind of like defending Teresa and saying like you know, I'm not going to say who's behind it all sort of thing. Right. And then production felt that Penny was wasting their time because it's like, hey, we set up this meeting so you can talk to the Gorgas because they want to know, like, who is behind it all. And then um, Penny was not budging and she was not telling on Teresa. But apparently Joe and Melissa said something to Penny that has to do with John's family. Johnny the Greek. Penny does not reveal to Kim D what that thing was. She does not say what it is, but it seems like it was something serious and it was something that only a certain amount of people would have known about, right? So I guess Joe Gorga and Melissa kind of dropped that on Penny. And at that point, Penny realizes, you know, ding, ding, ding. Teresa must be the person who told them this because how can they know this information about John's family? And you have to remember, Penny said that John and Teresa were friends. Penny was not Teresa's friends at the time, right? Uh, John was the one who had the relationship. So at that point, Penny's thinking, wow, this woman, Teresa, um, is flipping on me. She is speaking on both sides of her mouth, right? She's speaking to us about her family, and then she's speaking to um, them about us, right? 
So at that point, I think that's when Penny realized that Teresa did not have any loyalty to her. And that's when she finally said to Joe and Melissa, it was your sister. Your sister was behind it all. And then she showed them text messages, phone numbers, conversations, and all that kind of stuff, right? So I thought that that was very interesting because when you rewatch that episode, they bring it up, but they bring it up in a way that we don't understand that it's something very important that was disclosed to Penny about John's family. They make it sound like, oh, Teresa doesn't even really like you like that you know she she hates you kind of thing right that's what they show on the show but really Teresa had said something about john's family to the gorgas that showed that Teresa did not have any loyalty to them right so at that point penny is probably like why am i protecting you still why should i continue to protect you because you are not protecting me and you're not protecting my husband so things went really, really south at um, the hair salon at Moxie's. And then, you know, I guess uh, Johnny got really mad and kind of got into Joe Gorga's face. And it wasn't supposed to happen like that, but I guess it did. Joe pushed John and then the cameras went down. We don't really see what actually took place because as you guys know, there was like lawsuits and all of that. And then eventually they all had to go to court. Right. And it's funny because Penny talks to Kim D about that and says, you know, I was on the other side of the room and I was thinking that my husband got this because he is a, a black belt. Right. So he can defend himself. But then I hear that a woman hit him over the head with shoes and stuff. So then I was just like, let me step in because if a woman hits my husband, then, you know, let me address her sort of thing. Let me square up with her or something like that, right? What I find funny is that she says a woman, but it came out in the blog that that woman was Jacqueline Morita, allegedly, <laughs> that she was the one who hit, hit him over the head with a stiletto and they all had to go to court, like Joe Gorga, uh, Jacqueline and all of that. So I thought it was kind of like interesting that she didn't say Jacqueline during that interview. But I think it's because things are good between her and Jacqueline now, so she doesn't want to talk about that right now. So after everything that took place at the Moxie Hair Salon at um, the finale, Penny and Johnny the Greek were hit by Bravo with a $2 million gag order. They could not speak on the matter. They could not tell press, like the press or people, what happened, what took place, because, you know, things got very ugly. There was some violence involved and all of that. And as you guys know or remember, we do see that there's some commotion happening, um, but the cameras go down. Like, we don't really see what happened between Joe Gorga and Johnny the Greek, but we see that everybody looks a little disheveled and, um, you know, people are screaming and upset, right? So, anyways, Penny could not speak for, um, the gag order was basically for four years. She could not speak on the matter. So, When Penny says that she couldn't talk about it and she couldn't come and say what took place, I guess that's true. Although she was on Twitter and, you know, giving her opinions to the public at the time, right? She was like tweeting things back then, um, circa, I think it goes from 2014 up until 2017. But anyways, we will talk about that 
later on in conclusion. So Kim D basically um, asked Penny a few questions from the fans and she basically asked her, like there's a question from a listener asking if uh, Teresa told Penny or John about the cheating rumors that involves Melissa. To that question, Penny answered yes. And then another listener wanted to know if um, Teresa, well, the listener made kind of like a comment and said that at um, the restaurant with Jennifer Dalton, Kim D, um, Penny, and Jen, and Teresa, uh, the listener said that Teresa looked guilty. So Penny commented on that and said she looked guilty because she was. She knew everything and she was in fact guilty. There was another question. Uh, someone said, um, was Teresa involved in some of Johnny the Greek's tweet, tweets, right? And uh, to that question, Penny revealed that Teresa knew about the tweets, also told John what to tweet and when. So she said that very clearly. She said she would tell them when to tweet or what to tweet. So to that answer, basically, she answered yes. So I'm just going to wrap up now, guys. Um, I know a lot of people are probably wondering where Penny stands with this entire thing that she decided to do the podcast with Kim and she gave her opinion. She basically came on the show to say that Teresa knew the whole thing and that Teresa was way more involved than she let on. And I just thought it would be interesting to just go back to some of the things that Penny had said in the past, um, you know, circa 2016. So I just have a few tweets here from Penny and you can make your own assumption afterwards but this is what penny had to say about Teresa back then so on october 2nd 2016 she said uh, penny said no and then she asked jacqueline lorita and then she said no jacqueline lorita and i had issues because of one person Teresa. we are fine now so i'm assuming that she's responding to somebody and say Listen, me and Jacqueline, we went through this whole thing about the autism and all of that, but we are fine now. So I'm assuming that she has squashed her beef with Jacqueline. And that's as early as October 3rd. I'm sorry, I said October 2nd. So October 3rd, 2016. Then on the same day she tweeted, I turned on her when she turned on me during filming, tried to throw me under the bus. I'm assuming that Penny's talking about Teresa. Then she tweeted a picture of Teresa in her orange jumpsuit in, um, in her cell. She tweeted a picture like that. Then after that, on October 2nd, she said, where's my Fabellini? Oh, right. Gone when Teresa went away. And then she says um, she tweets another person like a Twitter user and Amber Marchese and says, yeah, let's ask how prison was. Laugh my ass off. Then she tweets, Teresa, Twitter soldier, Sue strikes again. And then she calls them dumbass. <laughs> and then she says, um, making money to pay the government back the money she stole. Awesome. Hashtag R-H-O-N-J. 
Then she tweets, yeah, get me a Fabellini. Oh, wait, that's not available anymore, right? Hashtag R-H-O-N-J. Then she tweets, um, that's because Melissa's up Teresa's ass, plus Teresa's scared of what I know. Hashtag facts. Hashtag R-H-O-N-J. Then she tweets, yeah, she was the star of cell block D. Hashtag R-H-O-N-J, hashtag real felon of New Jersey. Then she tweets, trust, and then she adds Amber Marchese, and then she says, trust Amber Marchese and I are far from jealous from, of the felon, hashtag R-H-O-N-J. And then she tweets, lies, Teresa used Amber. So I guess they're talking about Amber. I'm not quite sure what the question was, but I can just see the tweet here. And she says, yes, Amber and I are jealous of a felon who did 11 months in camp. Get serious, laughing face. I tweeted Amber, she's good people, unlike the criminal on RHONJ. And then I guess there was a tweet from Amber that said, oh, I'm just glad I am far away from this shit show. That was back on October 2016. And uh, to which Penny responded, you mean shit show starring a federal criminal. And then she posted that picture again of Teresa in the orange jumpsuit. And then she tweeted, hashtag criminal, hashtag went to jail, hashtag felon. And then she says, I am no Teresa fan, honey. Do your research. I guess she's talking to a Twitter user. And then she asks Amber Marchese and says, I'm sure you can also back me. Did Teresa not use you? Hashtag fake B-I-T-C-H. Hashtag criminal. Hashtag R-H-O-N-J. And then she says, yes, going to jail usually is synonymous with class. And then she tweets, Teresa is the lowest of the low. 11 months did her no good. Go back to camp. Hashtag R-H-O-N-J. And then she says, the truth hurts. And then she says, camp, period, noun, period, where you go to learn yoga when you commit fraud. And then she tweets, sounds like you are on the Teresa train. Enjoy your ride. It's been shown to lead to camp. Then she tweets, let what go? Melissa's nose or Teresa's crimes? Mm. Then she tweets and at, she actually adds Teresa on this one and says, if you're so fragile, maybe you shouldn't have done all the crimes that you did. Hashtag felon, hashtag R-H-O-N-J. I'm assuming that that has to do with, um, and that's just my own opinion, guys. Um, you know, when Jacqueline and Teresa kind of got into it, um, I think it was season seven at that restaurant after Robin and Christina left and all of that. And then Jacqueline called Teresa criminal. And then she was being mad at Melissa and Siggy was there with Dolores. So anyways, after Jacqueline had left, um, someone made a comment about Jacqueline being super fragile because that, you know, she really loves Teresa and you know, that hurts her, that whole situation. Teresa said something like, no, I'm fragile. I'm fragile. Right. And then Dolores was like, no, Teresa, I love you, but you're not fragile. So I think that that was probably in response 
to that scene on the show, um, what Penny tweeted back then. Then there's another tweet that says, at Teresa Judice, you weren't fragile when you asked me to expose Melissa Gorga as a stripper. Dumb, B-I-T-C-H, hashtag R-H-O-N-J. And then she tweeted, Teresa, don't talk about my husband. You, F-U-C-K, it was all you. You wanted Melissa Gorga to be talked about, exclamation mark, hashtag R-H-O-N-J. So I don't know, guys. Um, Based on those tweets back then and what she's saying now, I would say that Penny probably doesn't care that much about Teresa. Um, You know, it seems pretty consistent to what she was saying back then. Um, People can come and say something and change their story. But, you know, I tend to always go back to the past just to see if they had those exact same feelings back then. Right. So you make your own decision. You make your own assumptions. And I just thought I would share with you guys um, what I found in the archives. So, yes. One last thing that I wanted to um, talk about. I know there was supposed to, you know, have like um they were supposed to have like an interview with richie i think kim had said that he would be like a christmas present for all of the listeners and all of that i don't know if this is happening or not anymore um i do not have any confirmation when it comes to that however i will say that i think it's probably very unlikely given that kathy wakili put up a post at some point in time and said something like, I guess it was like an apology from Richie because he made some comments about the state of the world and what's going on between um, um, Israel and Palestine. Um, So I guess he came out with a statement that Cassie shared. So I don't know. That's just my own assumption. I'm just thinking that I hope that there is an interview, but I think it's unlikely because If I was Richie, I would probably want to lay low right now, um, not having to deal with the public backlash. So we'll see. We'll see if that airs. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to this entire recap. I cannot wait to read your comments. And of course, I will be putting some pictures of the tweets in the substack so that way you guys can see them and as always guys as always be a fan not fanatical ciao